good morning. I'm glad you could join us this morning. I hope your week has been a good week, but it's been a tough week. There's a lot going on in our country this week on top of the coronavirus and all the events that we see unfold. It's a tough week. Our country needs our prayers, so I hope that you are in prayer for our country, for our leaders, and I pray that you're praying for yourself, that God would help each of us to uh, love as he loved, and all these things that go on that we won't let hate and anger and bitterness divide us, that we won't uh, act too hastily, uh, but that we would be patient and gentle and kind, and that we would hope that others would do the same for us. This has been a tough week, and so we need to pray to the Lord this morning that God would would be with our country. So let's pause for a moment before we begin and go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come to you this morning, and God, I thank you for being good to us. I thank you for giving us a free country. But dear Lord, there have been a lot of things that have transpired in the past week that, God, are just not good things, dear Lord. And I pray that you would just, God, just be with us. Just watch over us, dear Lord God. Just guide us. Those who are yours, dear Lord, I pray that you would help us to love the way that you love, dear Lord. And God, I don't know what what the future holds, but I know the answer to our problems. God, I pray that as a nation we would turn to you and that we would seek you and that any hatreds or, or discrimination that may be in our heart, God, even things that, that people don't realize, dear Lord, I pray that you would make those things known to us that we would love one another. God, it doesn't matter what race we are. It doesn't matter if we're black, white, Cuban, Asian. It doesn't matter if we're rich or poor, dear Lord. It doesn't matter. Your word doesn't, doesn't give those distinctions for those who are yours, dear Lord. We are either yours or we're not. And God, I pray for those who are yours. Whoever we are, wherever we are, God, that we would love you, that we would trust you, and that we would come to you and seek you for strength and guidance. And God, I pray for your strength and for your guidance for this country. And I pray that you would help us to get through this tough time. And God, make us stronger because of it. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I wanted to show you guys a beautiful picture that I received this week. This picture came in from Miss Betty Grace Freeman. You can see it there behind me. This is a picture of one of my favorite characters. Mario. I love Mario. I've been playing Mario since I was Betty Grace's age and still uh, play it every once in a while today. So thank you, Betty Grace, for that beautiful picture that you sent in this week. If any of the rest of you have a picture, have artwork, have something you want to send in to give glory to God and show off some of the gifts and talents he's given you, well, send it to us at Enterprise Baptist Church, 3601 Lower Liberty Gloucester Road, Liberty, Mississippi, 39645. And if I get something in, I'll be happy to display it uh, behind me. Still no word yet on when exactly we're going to get back uh, started with church, but as soon as a date is, is set, uh, I will let you guys know. Hopefully that day is not going to be too far off in the future. Uh, so be prayerful about that uh, and uh, as we get ready to get back going with that. Well, we're going to kick the service off this morning with a little worship, as we always do. So I hope you can sit back in these next few minutes and worship the Lord. And when the worship service is done, you'll see me back here in just a minute.
going to look at a single passage today like we typically would and break that passage down. Instead, I wanted to start the service off this morning by asking you one simple question. And that is, are you ready for heaven? Are you ready for a place where there's going to be beauty all around that we cannot even imagine? A place where there will be peace. A place where there will be calm. A place where we will be provided for. A place where we will never want for anything. A place where there will be no more sickness and no more death. Are you ready for heaven? Are you ready for that place? A place where we will see those who have gone before us that have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Are you ready for heaven this morning? Now, probably everybody watching this, if you didn't say it verbally or saying it inside, yes, an emphatic yes, we are ready for that place. And I think many times we think we are ready for that place. But perhaps we're not. We think about heaven and all the glories of heaven and being there with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and what a glorious and marvelous place it will be. And we do long for the days to see our loved ones who have gone on before us. But what about those we get to heaven that maybe we aren't expecting to see? What if I were to tell you today, if you were to die in this moment and the Lord was to take you to heaven, what if I were to tell you that you would see your worst enemy there? What if I were to tell you you would see some of the evilest people in the history of the world there? What if you get to heaven and you see Hitler there? What if you get to heaven and you see uh, some of these terrorists that we see, ISIS, Osama bin Laden? What if you get to heaven and you see rapists and murderers? People who have done horrible things. Maybe to you. Maybe to those you love. What if we get to heaven and we see some of those people there? Those people that we hate. Those people that you cannot stand. Those people that you don't see, don't want to see. Those people that you try to avoid. Those people that you have determined are the most evil people in the world. Those people who have done horrible things to hurt you and to hurt other people. What if you see those people in heaven? What are you going to do? Now, you may be so foolish to say, well, heaven's a big place. I'm just going to avoid them if they happen to make it. But I want to tell you, we asked the question, I asked the question, are you ready for heaven? And our answer may at first be yes, but maybe upon a little further digging into our heart, we may find that we're not as ready for heaven as we think we are. The way that we get ready for heaven is by drawing closer to God on this earth. The way that we get ready for heaven is becoming more like God, doing the things that He does, loving like He does, and forgiving 
like he does. But there may be people in this world that we hate. There may be people in this world that we really struggle to forgive. And I want to tell you today that if there are people in this world that you hate, if there is hatred in your heart, and the inability for you to forgive, or the the lack of desire, I should say, for you to forgive, if those things are in your heart, then I want to tell you today, you may not be ready for heaven. Now, the Bible gives us some really difficult commands. And one of the most difficult commands that the Bible calls us to do is to love people who hate us. It's to love people who do evil things. It's to love people who are our enemies. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45, it says, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Now, there are no doubt, probably in every one of our lives, there either have been, are, or will be people that we hate. People who do bad things. People who have done horrible things to us. People who have done horrible things to those we love. And our natural human desire is to hate those people. But Jesus tells us to do just the opposite. The world will tell us, our own desires will tell us, you need to love those who are good to you, but you need to hate those who are bad to you. But Jesus tells us just the opposite. And Jesus says, look, I command you to love those who hate you. I command you to love your enemies. And then, if we want to be sons and daughters of God, how do we become sons and daughters of God? Jesus said, love those who persecute you, love your enemies, so that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. If we want to be sons and daughters, children of God, then we have to be like God. We have to love like God and forgive like God. And that's not easy to do. But if we want to be children of God, if we say we're a children of God, that's what we're saying. God, when I when we say we're children of God, we say, God, I'm saying that I'm going to do whatever you command me to do. And what Jesus commands us to do here is to love our enemies and love those who persecute us, love those we hate. And as we begin to do that, then we can know that we really are true sons and daughters of God, that we really are children of God. When we begin to call out to God and say, Okay, God, there are enemies in my life. There are people that I hate. But God, I want you to change my heart. I want you to help me to love them. God, I don't have the ability on my own, but God, with your Holy Spirit in me, I pray that you just would give me the ability to love like you love. And that's what Jesus calls us to. He goes on to say in Matthew 21, verse 31, I assure you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. 
Now, there was a group of people who had come before Jesus, and they were always trying to trip him up and trying to uh, kind of mix his words up and, and get him to say something so that they could trap him. And there was a group that had come to Jesus before this, and they were asking him some questions. And, and, and Jesus, at the end of this conversation that took place in Matthew 21, at the end of this, he kind of gives them a hard truth. Because these who were coming to Jesus in this passage were people who thought that they were righteous and religious and godly people. Because they looked the part. They played the part. And they thought they were godly people. But the love of God was not in them. And Jesus tells them at the end of that passage, I assure you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. That is, sinful, evil people are going to enter the kingdom of God before these who thought that they were righteous. Because they didn't love God and they didn't love people like God loved people. They honored God with their lips, but their hearts were far from Him. And He just lists a couple of sinners here. But I want to tell you today, there's going to be lots of sinners in heaven. It's going to be full of sinners. And it's going to be full of sinners that have done some pretty horrible things. But it's going to be full of sinners who were saved by grace. And even some of the people who have done horrible things against you in your life, there's a good chance you're going to see some of them when you get to heaven. And if these are people that you hate so much in this world that you can't even bear uh, to walk beside them at the grocery store because you hate them so much, then how will you be ready to spend an eternity with them? So I ask you today, are you ready for heaven? Are you ready to spend an eternity with people who in this life may have done some horrible, evil things to you and to those you love? Because if you can't bear to be around them in this world, if you can't get over the hatred in this world, if you can't forgive them in this world, then I want to tell you, you may not be with them for all of eternity. You may not be with them for all of eternity. You and the person you hate may end up in separate places. But you get to decide where that's going to be. Are you going to end up in heaven? Are you going to end up in the kingdom of God because you love like God loves and you forgive like God forgives and you are like Him and you strive to be like Him in this world so that when you get to be with Him in the life to come that you will be like Him in every way and you will be able to, to be with those people that you hated in this world and you will look forward to the day that you can be with those people in this world, even the ones who have done you wrong. But oftentimes that's not our desire. Oftentimes, people who do us wrong, we want to see them suffer. And maybe in the back of our mind that we really admit it, we think they're going to suffer for all of eternity. But there's a little thing called grace. And the same thing that God uses to forgive you and I with, which is His grace, it's available to everybody that will come to Him. And there are lots of people in the world, through the history of the world, who have done lots of evil things, who have sinned against the Lord and other people in mighty ways. But they have repented, and they have turned from their ways, 
and they have turned to the Lord. And some of those people that you hate that you can't forgive may be the very same people that the Lord has already forgiven. If there are people in this world that you can't stand to see and can't stand to be around and can't bear to forgive, then you need to look at your life. And you need to ask yourself that question, am I ready for heaven? Because when we get to heaven, it's going to be full of a lot of people who are going to be just like us. Sinners saved by grace. And we need to strive to live like God and love like God in this world so that we will be ready for heaven. So that when we see those people we hate, we say, God, help me to love them. When we see those people who have wronged us, we say, God, I forgive them. And the more we begin to do that and the more we begin to seek the Lord, the more we become like the Lord. And it may not seem like it's possible, but over time, if we really seek the Lord, He'll begin to help us to love those people we hate. He'll begin to help us to not avoid those people, but maybe even seek out those people to love on them. And when we begin to start doing that in our life, when we start loving people that we used to hate, when we're finally able to forgive people who have done us wrong, then we can know we're ready then we can know we're on our way. Then we can know we're doing what God has called us to do. And it's not easy, but it's what God calls us to. Let's read a little further. If you want to flip to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11 says, Do you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or anyone practicing homosexuality. No thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Now let's stop right there for a second. Because some of the people we may hate may be guilty of some of those things. And we may read that verse and we may rejoice saying, well... It's good to know that I won't have to be with those kind of people when I get to be with the Lord. It's good to know that when I leave this earth, I'll leave all those people behind. Because Paul clearly says that none of the people that do these evil things will inherit the kingdom. Now, if we just stopped there, that would be pretty tough. That'd be a pretty hard scripture because if we read through there, well, we're probably all guilty of some of those things. Maybe several of those things. If we stop right there, not only does it not give hope to those we hate, but it also doesn't give any hope to us either. Now these won't be in the kingdom of heaven. It's clear Paul says that. But listen to what he says in verse 11. And some of you used to be like this, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Isn't that a beautiful thing? He lists off all of these horrible sins and he says, these won't be in the kingdom of heaven. Now he's talking to Christians here. And what does he tell this group of Christians? He says, and some of you used to be like this. You used to do these things. You used to sin in this way. And so do you and I. We sin in these ways. Or we used to sin in these ways. 
and the people we hate that have done us evil, they may sin in these ways. But in the same way that we can be forgiven and are forgiven through Jesus Christ, so can our enemies be. So can all those in the world that we may hate that at one time lived in evil so they can be forgiven of their sin if they turn to Jesus Christ. You used to be this way. We all used to be this way whenever we turn to Jesus Christ. We used to be sinners, but when we turn to Jesus Christ, we are just like the Corinthians, and we are washed and sanctified and justified through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. The heaven, uh, heaven is going to be full of people who used to be murderers, who used to be liars, who used to be greedy, who used to be homosexuals, who used to be all of this list of sins that Paul says, heaven is going to be full of these people, but these people are going to be those who used to be that way. And they used to be that way because now they are not classified as sinners. They are not judged as sinners. They are not recognized as sinners. They are recognized as sons and daughters of God because they have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and they have been washed by the precious blood of the Lamb. And all of heaven is going to be made up of sinners who have been forgiven of their sins. And God has forgiven us of our sins if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And even some of our enemies, even some of the very ones that we hate who may have done horrible things to them, guess what? There may come a time in their life that they come to the Lord and they repent of their sins. And you know what they are then? Whether we want to realize it or recognize it or admit it or not, you know what they are then when they come to Jesus Christ and are forgiven? They're not our enemies. They're our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But don't forget the, the grace that God has given you. And instead of being angry that someone has turned from their ways, instead of questioning them and saying, boy, I really know their heart. Well, maybe you know what their heart used to be. Maybe you know what their actions used to be. But I want to tell you that God changes hearts. If you've come to him, he's changed yours. And you're telling me he can't change theirs. There are lots of people in this world that we may hate, that we may look at as our enemy. But at the end of our life, we may see that these are the ones who are going to be in heaven because they are brothers and sisters in Christ. And all the wrong that they have done has been forgiven, just as all the wrong that you and I have done and will do will be forgiven through Jesus Christ. We all used to be sinners. But when we come to Jesus, we're not recognized as sinners. We're recognized as children of God. Let's read a little further. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 9-11, through 11, it says, the one who says he's in the light but hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother remains in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Now that's pretty straightforward. Now we don't like to think of ourselves as living in darkness, especially if we consider ourselves to be righteous, godly people. After all, we're not as bad as other people in the world. 
But that was the same problem of the group that came to Jesus in Matthew 21. And as a result, they missed Jesus. And Jesus said, look, there's a lot of sinners, the ones that they were judging that were going to enter the kingdom of God before them. Now, we might be guilty of the same as that group that came against Jesus in Matthew 21. We may think a little highly of ourselves, think that we are self-righteous. But there's no better day than today than to check ourselves, to examine our life and say, okay, is there hate there? Am I self-righteous? Am I, am, am I unforgiving of other people? Do I hate other people? Well, John says, the one who says he's in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Now, you may think you're in the light today, but you may be living in the darkness. And you may be saying, oh, preacher, how can you say that to me? I'm not saying it to you. I'm reading God's word to you. I don't know your heart. I don't know if you're in the light or in the darkness. I just know what God's word says. God's word says we can't say we're in the light and we can't say we're God's children when there's hate in our life. The Bible says if we say that, well, we're living in darkness. We're blind. We don't see. Now, that's hard. But it may be a hard truth that some of us need to hear. We don't want to harbor hate in our life and then think we're God's children and doing God's will and doing what God's want. Now, we may be God, God's children and there may be hate in our life. But I want to tell you, it shouldn't be there. But there may be so much hate in your life that you're not really a child of God at all. You may think you are. You may think that when the day of judgment comes that God is going to look on your wonderful righteousness and all the things that you've done and he's going to look on those you hate and he's going to applaud you and he's going to condemn them to hell because the hatred in your heart may have consumed you so much and blinded you so much that that's what you see. But if that's the type of thing that's in your heart, oh, you may be in for a rude awakening. You may be in for a rude awakening because those who came against Jesus had the same heart. And Jesus says there's a many a sinners that you condemn that are going to heaven before you. We can't say we are God's children and think we are doing God's will and living for God if there is hatred in our heart. If there are people we cannot stand, if there are people that we hate, if there are people we avoid, if there are people we don't want to be around, well, then we need to ask God to help us. Becoming a Christian doesn't instantly make those things go away. Well, there are still evil things that are done. There's still that temptation, that natural desire within us to hate. But that's not of God. And if we see those things in our life, well, then we need to address those things in our life. Let's read a little further. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8 says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love 
does not know God because God is love. Now, isn't that a beautiful command? Isn't that a beautiful instruction right there? Isn't that a beautiful reminder to help us to check ourselves and see if we're walking according to God? Because the one who loves God loves other people. All people. That's the key part. That's the tough part. It's easy to love people that love you back. It's easy to people that love people that do good and do right. But it's not easy to love people who do your own. When it tells us here that we are to love one another, there are no exceptions there. Jesus has already told us in the first verse we look at, who are we to love? We are to love our enemies. We are to love those who hate us. We are to love those who persecute us. We are to pray for those people. How many times have you prayed for your enemies? You avoid your enemies. You talk about your enemies behind their back. You may wish bad things to happen to your enemies. You may relish the day of thinking that they are going to be or receive a punishment in eternity in hell for their horrible sinfulness. You may do all of those things for your enemy. But do you know that the Bible tells us to do none of those things for our enemy? The Bible tells us to love our enemy and to pray for our enemy, to pray for the one that you hate. You want your heart to change toward the people you hate? Well, you start praying about it. You pray and you pray and you pray. Every day you pray for them. And you might find that over time that you might start to love them. Now, some of you don't want to hear that because some of you don't want to love them. You don't want to even think about the possibility of loving people who have done something so horrible to you or someone you love. But you need to ask God to help you. Because that's not the heart of God. Pray for those who hate you. Pray for those who do evil for you. Maybe they'll turn their heart to the Lord. And that's what we should want. It's hard. But that's what we should desire. If they do turn their life around, they turn their life to the Lord, we should rejoice in that. Because they're no longer an enemy. They're a brother and sister in Christ. If we can't bear to be around people we hate in this world, how are we going to bear to be around them for all of eternity if they turn from their ways and they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ? as we've turned from our ways and put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If we've done that, then we're all going to be there together, worshiping the Lord together. If we're going to be with someone for all of eternity, shouldn't we begin to love them now here on this earth? Shouldn't we begin to embrace them and say, brother and sister in Christ, I forgive you and I love you? Shouldn't we be able to do that now? Because if we're not able to do that now, if our hatred raises, rages and our lack of forgiveness comes, then we may not be with them for all of eternity. Let's look at another passage. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 says, 
For if you forgive people their wrongdoing, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you do not forgive people, your Father will not forgive your wrongdoing. Well, that's another tough one, right? I just got a whole list of them today. But this is what God's Word says. I'm not telling you it's easy. I struggle too. There are times when people do wrong things to you that you just, oh, it's hard. It's hard to love them. You'd rather punch them than you would love them. I understand. It's not easy. We say, God, I don't want to be this way. This is not who you are. God, help me to love even when it's easier to hate. God, help me to forgive even when it's hard because the Bible says if we don't forgive others, then God won't forgive us. I can't pretty that up for you. I can't twist that around into something better than what it says. What it says is what it means, and what it means is what it says. Now, you can get mad at me. You can not like it. I'm just reading God's Word to you. If we don't forgive other people, then the Scripture says God won't forgive us. Now, I don't know your heart. I don't know your enemies. I don't know those you hate. But if you got people in your life you hate, you don't need to. You need to ask God to help you to love them instead. Let's look at another verse. 1 John chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother he has seen cannot love God that he has not seen. And we have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother. Now that's pretty strong language, right? If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. Do you say you love God and hate other people? Well, if you do, then the Bible says that you're a liar. Now, you can get mad at me. I'm just reading God's Word. And God's Word is hard for me sometimes, too, because sometimes these things that we read are hard things. There are hard truths and hard commands in here that are easy to read. That's as simple and easy to understand as it can be. But, boy, it cuts us to the quick because we are sinners, and there are times in life that we don't love everybody the way we should. And if, we, if we're honest with ourselves, we would say that there are people that we hate. And the Bible says we can't say we love God and love, I mean, and hate our brother. We cannot do it. We cannot do it. The command to us is to love God. If we can't live with people in this world, that have done us wrong? Will we be able to live with them for all of eternity if they repent and turn their life to Jesus Christ? That may not be the result you want. You may not want them to get grace. You may not want them to get mercy. But I want to tell you, that's not the heart of God. If that's our heart, that's not the heart of God. Scripture says God is patient, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. Do you want to be like God? Of course you do. If you want to be like God, forgive people who do you wrong. Forgive people who hate you. Love them. Be patient with them. 
hope that they'll turn their life around and come to Jesus Christ. If you want to be like God, if you want to be like Jesus, this is what Scripture calls us to. And it is hard. It is so hard. I don't know about you, I want to be like God. And if you want to be like God, well, when those times come that you're tempted to hate, and those times come to all of us that we are tempted to hate people and be angry at them, well, let's just pray for them. Let God sort it out. Should they repent, praise the Lord. Should they not repent, well, God will take care of it. But you don't have to hold vengeance in your heart. It belongs to the Lord. God doesn't call us to take vengeance on people. He calls us to love and forgive people and leave the rest to Him. The end of that scripture says, The one who loves God must also love his brother. Now, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you've done. I don't know what anybody's done to you, and it may be some serious things. I'm telling you I understand. There are serious things that people do. I may not have been what you've been through, and you may not have been through things I've been through. There are things that people do that are horrible things. There are evil people in the world. But we may be shocked when we get to heaven at the people we see there. Maybe some of the most evil people there have ever been at the end of their life. Perhaps they turned to Jesus Christ. Maybe they repented of their sins. Maybe they turned from their evil ways and were forgiven. I don't know. Nobody knows anybody's heart. I don't know who else is going to be in heaven, and I can't control who else is going to be in heaven. But I want to be in heaven. And that I can control. And that you can control. And the best way to be ready for heaven is to get ready for it here on earth. It's to do what God calls us to what God commands us to do, to love like he loves, to forgive those who are enemies, to forgive those who we hate, to forgive those who have done us wrong, to love them, and to pray that they would turn their life to the Lord, that they would be forgiven, and rejoice in the grace that we've received, and rejoice in the grace that they receive. If you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ today, I can assure you not ready for heaven. Maybe you say, well, I have trusted in Jesus Christ. I have been baptized. I have walked an aisle. Well, maybe you have, and maybe you really are trusting in Jesus Christ. I don't know your heart, but you know your heart. And a quick look at it will tell you whether or not you're living for God. Maybe you've put your faith in Jesus. Maybe you hadn't. Maybe today you realize there's so much hatred there. Maybe you say, boy, I don't, I don't know that I have really ever followed you, Lord. I don't know that I am loving like you are. Maybe you look at your life and you say, yeah, I've trusted in the Lord. I, I do love him. I do follow him. I have been washed by Jesus Christ's blood and I do follow him. But there's still hatred and dislike in my heart that shouldn't be there. And if you recognize that today, repent. Praise the Lord. God is a gracious God. Repent. Work on your own life. Look at what's there. If you hadn't put your faith in Jesus today, you need to do it. Because there's a whole list of sinners we looked at in 1 Corinthians. 
And all those sins plus many more will be forgiven if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You don't have to say, I am a thief, I am a liar, I am a prostitute, I am a homosexual, I am a drunkard, I am whatever all of these things are. You don't have to say that. You can turn to Jesus Christ today and put your faith and trust in Him and you can say, I used to be. I used to be one who desired the things of the world. I used to be a sinner who was doomed for hell, but now I'm a child of God and a part of the kingdom. You don't have to be the sinner you were. You can be a child of God and those things that you once did are you, it will be what you used to be and not what you are. Because when you come to Jesus Christ, you're forgiven. If you've got people in your life that you hate today, people that are your enemies, people that have done you wrong, well, I, I pray that God will help you to find forgiveness in your heart. That you'll love them. That you'll pray for them. Begin to pray for them today. Pray for them and pray that God would change your heart. That's what God calls us to so that we can be like Him. I hope we're all striving to be like Him and to love like Him. Let's pray. God, we come to You this morning and we thank You for these good words. And God, this is some hard stuff. If we really reflect on our lives, we may see things in there that we don't like, things that we don't want to admit, grudges that we don't want to let go of, dear Lord, people that we don't want to forgive. But I pray, God, You'd help us to do it. God, maybe there are some today that are struggling with people who have done some really bad evils to them. God, I pray that they would forgive the people that did that, that you would help them to have that heart of forgiveness of love and love, and over time, God, that they would not be enemies with this person, but be but be friends with them, dear Lord. God, that, that these people that do evil, that are our enemies, dear Lord, that are not yours, that they would turn their life around and come to you, God, that we could rejoice that they're no longer an enemy, but they're a brother or sister. So God, I pray that you just help us to be like you. As hard as it may be, God, give us the strength. God, we thank you for grace. God, if we've received grace by coming to Jesus Christ, how can we not give that same grace to others? So God, I pray that you help us to realize what we've received. And God, we don't deserve it. And maybe those who do wrong against us don't deserve it. But you're faithful to forgive if we repent and put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So God, I pray that each one that's listening has done that today, that they've trusted you. And I pray that our enemies, if they haven't, that they would, dear Lord. And you give us the grace and mercy to love them just as you do. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.